Welcome back to the Bay Brothers Podcast. Bay Brothers Podcast. Buckle up for an action-packed show with some of the best content in the land. With your hosts, Jack and Andrew. Hello, everybody, and welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to Sunday's edition of the Bay Brothers Podcast. I'm Andrew Hall. He's Jack Deasing. Today is Sunday, May 17th, and today um, for our podcast, we'll start you off with the final four of the best apps, then uh, we'll give you a recommendation corner of a movie that we've recently saw, and then we'll end with a little uh, Corona talk. So to start off, we got final four of the best apps of all time. Very fitting for uh, our generation, I'd say, is we've grown up kind of as like probably like when we were six, I think, is when the iPhone came out and kind of through that progression is really when the full like app and all that kind of came about. All right. So I'll, am I the first pick today? Might as well. I don't know. Yeah, you are. Okay. So for our first pick, I'm going to go with my favorite app, um, one that's really defined our generation, that's Snapchat came out in 2012 it was pretty big to start but then when they added streaks in 2013 um, just got even bigger their kind of trademark or the thing they're kind of best known for is their stories that instagram stole for them a couple of years back um, i love snapchat it seems kind of stupid because you're just sending pictures of yourself to your friends that you already know what they look like you know but you kind of change it up like where you are that sort of thing but i think the weirdest thing to me is so we're the first generation with snapchat really so it's going to be kind of weird like when we decide to get off of snapchat because like you know facebook's kind of the social media for our parents but snapchat's kind of a a really young kids kind of thing so i'm wondering when the threshold and when when is the time that we stop using snapchat that's a good point um because, yeah, as you said about the Facebook, I think Instagram will stay around for everyone. Yeah, totally. I feel like uh, maybe our generation will go away from Facebook and maybe more towards Instagram, like, as we get older. And then, obviously, like, Twitter is more for, like, information, I guess. And everyone kind of, I mean, depending on who you are, but that's how a lot of people get their news and stuff. So that is an interesting dynamic to follow around. I think after college, I think people will really stop using it. Really? Maybe. I feel like I don't know. Well, cuz like I'm trying to think so like the kids who were like 22 and 23 when Snapchat came out, they're in their mid 30s. I know a Maybe few people Maybe when like then. people start having kids, I think. I think so too. I think it's kind of mid 30s when it's like all right, it seems kind of like childish almost where it's going to like stick with Instagram then or whatever. But I totally agree with you. I think Facebook's kind of going to go down a little bit and Instagram will kind of be but the Instagram is owned by Facebook as well, so so do you think they're going to like, I don't know, I guess there's probably, there's still going to be an audience on Facebook uh, yeah, for them I at think some so. point. So. Yeah. Um, all right. For my first pick, this is my favorite app. I'm actually surprised you didn't pick this one. It is Twitter. Um, as I said before, um, this is, I think, how a lot of people get like breaking news, especially sports, but um, it's kind of good for politics, sports, general debate, and Kind of surprisingly right now, like during Corona, I feel like this is one of the few spots for like good news that's spreading around and the good people are doing in the world. But typically it can also be a very kind of hurtful app and a lot of uh, a lot of arguments 
and a lot of like separation, I think, in America. Um, but during this time, I, I feel like it kind of is connecting people abroad as obviously we aren't able to s like see each other and have um, big events. Um, but just the best, I think it's when live sports, for me at least, following around, seeing what people say. I still remember um, this was kind of in the genesis of the Twitter age when uh, I think it was the 2014 Super Bowl. And it was at the time when Peyton Manning was um, – he was really famous for saying Omaha, Omaha. And I don't know if you remember this, um, but on the first play of the game, the Broncos center snapped it over Peyton's head. And then there was this tweet. My dad read it was, did someone forget to say Omaha? And that was what, when it really clicked, like, wow, that's the brilliance of the live Twitter, like those type of statements, um, those funny things. And I think it's kind of evolved over time where people are having conversations on, you know, live and everything like that. Yeah, I think you made a good point there with um, when big TV shows or big games going on, there's always people um, actively on Twitter. And I think for me, I think Twitter is the funniest app at least, but there is a lot of, you know, harsh humor and a lot of harsh words being exchanged overall on Twitter. For sure. All right, and for my next pick, um, I'm going to go with YouTube. This is where I get a lot of my uh, content, a lot of my entertainment. Um, right now, I'd, I'm watching a lot more YouTube than TV. I don't really know what the percentage is for me between YouTube and TV. Probably YouTube more, um, disregarding like live sports and stuff like that. But anyway, um, big fan of YouTube over the last year and a half or so now. Um, it's kind of like I know a lot of people that are really into it. I know a lot of people that – don't really like it or don't really understand it. Um, either way, I don't know. I like. I was on both sides at one point, but I'm, I'm really liking it. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of positive creators out there. Yeah, I'm not on the YouTube bandwagon. I haven't been like loyal to like a particular vlogger like you have. Never really gotten into that. More into TV shows, but um, I think with my generation, I'm in the minority. I think. Our generation is much more into YouTube and that's really what people are invested into, whether it's the vloggers or um, I know people are different into like different expeditions like the Nelk boys. They just do kind of crazy stuff or uh, streamers like Fortnite streaming. That's a huge thing on YouTube. So all that's very big. But for my second pick, I'm going to take one that's also very important to our generation was really popular in the middle school age. And that's uh, Clash Royale and Classic Clash of Clans. Um, I was huge into Clash Royale in the middle school. Uh, we had a very, very good clan, about 50 people, and we built a very good empire. Um, and same with Clash of Clans, but I think that's just kind of funny. And I, I did like that app at some time in my life. And it's still today, like even during this, if I'm bored, I'll go play a little Clash, of Roy Clash Royale game. Yeah, I do remember, um, remember like during like the musicals in middle school, people were always talking about their clans and stuff. I really had no idea what was going on, but it was the talk of the town at lunch or stuff like that. Yeah. All right, for my next pick, um, I've kind of I've kind of bashed this app somewhat, but I've also been in love with it. That's and that's TikTok. Um, TikTok is the center of attention right now. It's kind of if you think about it. It's the most popular and it's kind of like the greatest app of all time because for a lot of reasons. And 
the reason I'm not on it anymore is because it was almost so good. It was consuming so much of my time. And there are so many different genres. There's you can get anything out of like there's dance videos, there's comedy, um, there's there's everything on it, and it's such short attention spans. You just flip through, and the app, um, you know, creates a genre around you for you. What what you what you like? Um, yeah, the algorithm. You, yeah, all the algorithm and how you like how much you how long you watch a video, how quickly you scroll through it. Um, I mean, it's a great app, honestly, and. It, it's the most downloaded app right now. And to put in perspective um, a little bit right now, there's there's one hashtag that this uh, like YouTuber did on a for it was like an ad for Chipotle or something. And that one hashtag got 1.1 billion views. Like that's like like Super Bowl ratings on on TikTok. So you, like you have to realize the power um, kind of as we're talking here about social media and especially what TikTok has brought. And I. And also, like right now in quarantine, I know that TikTok has consumed a lot of people's times, but you could also say it's helped a lot of people because it's given them a lot of entertainment. Yeah, um, I guess it's good in short spurts for me. I haven't really got like addicted to it. I do think it's funny, though. Occasionally, I'm way more for the comedy. I'm not a huge fan of the dances, I'd say. I think the comedy ones are pretty like very, very funny. I guess. And, but the whole idea of getting like famous, I think is, is really, really weird because, uh, I think it really boosts people's confidence when you, if you get famous, like, and I don't know, I wouldn't say it's that hard to get famous actually, because there are lots of people that are famous. I'm like, how their, their videos aren't funny. Maybe they're dancing very well. Like, uh, Charlie D'Amelio, like how, you know? Yeah, well, I think she's the most popular person in the world, kind of. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think because like she has uh, 18 million Instagram followers, and a year ago, I think like around this time, she started a TikTok account and didn't really get famous until October. So in about a span of like seven months, she has gained 18 million Instagram followers, and and now I, she has like 55, 60 million TikTok followers. Yeah, like, which is insane, and. I think it kind of, I, I, I totally agree with you how it's like, it's not like super hard to get famous. I mean, like, like for people, it when takes I see a, like, it, t- it takes a little bit of luck though. Yes. When I like, when I see a person with like a hundred thousand, hundred thousand followers, I'm like, okay, like that's not that impressive to me. And I think you kind of see like as Vine did when Vine died out, you kind of brought the, the new creators, the YouTube. And I think like the, the good ones kind of sprouted and created a career on YouTube. Same thing kind of on TikTok. Like I don't see Charlie D'Amelio or some of these other kind of dancer creators kind of having a long career as a, as an influencer. I think the more talented ones, she did, she did get signed for a movie though. She did. Oh, I, I, yeah. I did see that yeah. actually, but she did. I mean, she says she wants to be a dancer anyway, but if you do think about it, she already has like 4 million, no more than that, like 6 million, uh, subscribers on YouTube. She, if she really wanted to, she's already set for life, which is kind of crazy when she's only 16 years old. All right. For my next pick, I'm going to take Spotify. I'm on the Spotify bandwagon. Jack, your Apple music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Spotify. Now they have, uh, the podcast and music on the same platform. So I can click one button 
I got my music. I'm looking at it right now. I got all my playlists. I got my running playlist. I got my country playlist. I got my car playlist. I got my Christmas playlist. I got my relaxing playlist. So I got all that lined up right here. Then I click one button. I go over to podcasts. Now I have all my favorite podcasts being Bay Brothers at the top. Then we travel on down to, you know, Bill Simmons, part of my take. Then we got Dan Patrick show. I've been listening to a lot of, you know, crazy podcasts this weekend about like psychology. And that is really interesting to me. So um, I do like Spotify a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I think this has kind of been the beauty of the of the digital revolution and how um, we used to, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was like 10 years ago when people would have to bring around like CD players and think about how the CD has died. And Spotify's really revolutionized how we listen to music, how we take it in. And music was dying in the early 2000s and around the time where CDs were kind of getting popular. And now because of Spotify, I think music has really, um, you know, come back into our lives and became very popular once again. I think a lot of that is attributed to Spotify and I guess Apple Music at the same point. But I think Spotify might be a little more popular. Yeah, I don't really know the music. I don't know the ratings or anything. I know I know Spotify's cheaper, so that probably helps. But no, I mean music. I don't really know. Like, I guess we weren't like old enough to really see music dying out or the popularity at that time. But totally, like music just brings people together, and the power of music is is infinite. You know, there's so many different genres for different people, and like Spotify and like Apple Music. Those apps just do a great job um, facilitating facilitating that. Yeah, and, it, and it's kind of crazy how just by like one click of a button, you can have the whole collection of songs in the entire world practically. Like I get it, there are different artists that aren't on Spotify because of you know different conflicts, but pretty much with the touch of a of a, a few buttons, you can have the whole list of songs in the whole world, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, and like for me, I probably have like a like a bank of, you know, probably like 13, 1400 songs. Um, and I know at one point I downloaded that song because I liked it. It was kind of like almost like my favorite song at that moment. So I can click shuffle and boom, I have like one of my songs that I really enjoy compared to, you know, if you had like a record or something, you had to buy a whole album and all that other stuff that it's kind of led to this point or even on like the radio, like it's like one in every 20 songs is decent. And now, the the power just to have songs that you like right in your fingertips is amazing yeah all right uh for my last pick i don't think we can keep moving forward without saying this app that has been able to help all these other apps get to their point and that is the camera app the camera on our cell phones that has um let a lens a lens into our world it's helped Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of these social media apps to be able to share at our fingertips. We can take our phone out of our pocket. We can snap a picture right there of where we are, who we're with, and we can remember that moment forever because we have a camera in our hands at all times now. And the camera is... I, I, I don't know because I'm not a huge photography person. Like, I... Somewhat, I'm on that take that um, if you focus on like taking a picture too much, then it can take away from the moment. 
But I do understand people that like taking pictures and remembering it and looking back at pictures is really satisfying. But thinking about it now, like I know your dad was really big into this. My dad was really big into this. But when we were like toddlers and we were babies, they always had the video camera in their hands, um, taking pictures with the camcorder. And then uh, I think you had to like download that onto the computer. Um, It was a very long process. But now all you have to do, you have to take it out of your pocket. You have to press a button. And you can have like your whole child's, um, all their memories just in a file, which is very remarkable. Um, And it's just at your fingertips or you're at the Niagara Falls, take it out of your pocket, create another memory in your bank of photos. Um, So that is a good one. I didn't really think about it, but that's a good pick. And the the quality of the the camera on your phone is probably the um, same as like a, probably it's like a, a solid point and shoot. That'd be kind of my comp, as best I know of cameras. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely not as good as, and you're not like able to focus as much. I, you know, I don't know the science of photography, but as like one of those uh, Canon or, um, you know, those ones. Did you take a photography class? No, I know like some cameras because like you have your, like the Canon like 80D. It's like a big kind of like vlogging. Like a lot of people have that. Um, like Sony has good cameras like that, um, you know. Sony and Canon are probably the top two, um, you know, in the industry there. All right, um, for my last pick, I'm gonna take uh, ESPN. Um, once again, kind of a revolutionary app. Um, you have the score and it's archived too, so you can go back dates. And look at you know schedules and teams records, but you have active scores and you're at a baseball game or something. You can look at um, you know soccer scores or football scores, and how ESPN revolutionized into fantasy football. And then also I think we have to take into account the streaming, so um, where you can you know stream games um, from anywhere you are. You're in the car, you're on a road trip, you can watch an MLB playoff game, which is. I mean, just think about how crazy that is as, you know, our generation has died down from the radio and we don't have that love for listening to, you know, Vince Scully or Bob Euchre as like our parents do. And that's probably because of apps like ESPN and stuff like that, where we can't visualize it as much because we can actually watch it because that's what we grew up with. Yeah. And like something with kind of like the the phone that I sometimes think about, it might kind of sound weird to say this, but you ever just kind of look at your phone and think about like how much like knowledge and power is condensed in such a small thing? <laughs> it's kind of an odd thought. I mean, that's a it's a good point though. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like like also like with the like the screen. Like I feel like my dad and like our dads, at least my dad, I know, like is like, kind of obsessed with like like TV screen size compared to like at least like me, where I feel like. A lot of us growing up, or some people growing up, like have watched a lot of TV on like their phones or like their laptops, and they're not so like focused on like the TV screen. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's more about like, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. It's more about the content than the necessarily. I don't know the quality. I don't even know if you can say that though. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think that. it's kind of like the accessibility almost. Like as long as you, because like we've watched so many things on our phone, it's like we've adapted to that size and it's like, it's not a big deal. It's like, as long as you have, cause like the qual, like the picture on our phone, I mean, I don't really know like the, 
the comparison to the TV, but it looks like solid because, but I think it's the power that you have it on your phone and you can walk and watch it instead of having to like sit down on the couch and, you know, watch a TV show compared to just like you can stay in your room or you can be riding the subway. I think it's, I think it's that kind of take um, from our point of views. All right. Honorable mentions. Uh, quick run through Quizlet. Good one for school. Um, I have MLB at bat. Netflix. I was surprised that one was not taken, actually. Uh, you ever play the snake game in school? I've seen people play. I've never. I think I've maybe played it once. I do like that game. That's that's an app, actually. I thought it was like an online. Like, I, I think game. it was just more an online thing. So okay. I guess it's not an app. Um, I have Temple Run, Subway Surfers. Oh, Temple Run. Yes, both those are great. I, which do you like more, Temple Run or Subway Surfers? I Temple Run, I think. I like. I was more of a Subway Surfers guy, but both are good. I have, I have both. Both are good. I also had MLB at bat. I didn't mark down any of the streaming services, and then I have I have maps too. I mean, whatever do without maps. Oh, Google Maps. That's crazy. My way. Like, what do you think? Like, like what? Bringing out a huge map they used to do ten years ago, and like trying to dissect the roads. I can't imagine doing that. I know. Like I like I'm not great with directions to start with, and I'm I still get lost sometimes. So like thinking about having a map driving like to like Kenosha or something like I would get lost automatically. It makes, yeah. it, it's crazy. But, uh, all right. Now we're going to do, um, our recommendation corner today. We're going to be saying a movie. Andrew, uh, give me yours first. I'm going to go with Forrest Gump. Uh, I seen the first half of it before I watched it on a plane, but last night I watched the whole movie for the first time. And this is going into my top five category. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, it kind of combines a lot of things, but there's a lot of greatness in it. Uh, it, you know, it talks about, I think the aspect of loyalty, you know, to Lieutenant Dan and, uh, Bubba and of course, Jenny and his mom. And I think it talks a lot about history and it talks about, you know, you have that recurring theme about all the presidents being shot and him going through history with John Lennon and the Vietnam war um alabama football uh so a lot of different aspects and then of course you have like the symbolism of the feather and of water and uh wow this was just a great movie really emotional at the end and you got the running scene kind of brings in some patriotism with going from coast to coast they bring in all the different great sites of america he's in new york he's in dc he's in the west um excellent excellent movie I can't say how great this one was. So I got this one recorded on the DVR. Um, I'm going to get to it soon. So are you saying top five movie of all time for you? Yes. Wow. And that's like right away you felt that like you just had that Yeah, feeling. like within 40 minutes I knew. I was like, wow, this is great. Because I think it's like a, a feel-good movie. Like you can keep watching it and it's it's not it's a really easy watch. But at the same time it's got like good content. It's got good meaning. And I think – not all the time when it's like a feel good movie, does it have a great storyline or it's not known as like a great film, but I think this combines both aspects of it. I think uh, like growing up, at least for me, this was like a movie that like everyone always talked about and I never saw it almost just because like everybody was talking about it. I just felt like it was like overrated. Uh, but I don't know. I guess everybody was like always just making the references and I didn't really care for it at that time i think it was just because everybody loved it so much i wanted to be the 
the zigger whenever he's zagging. Mm-hmm. All right, for my um, recommendation, I'm going to go with a movie that I watched last night that is uh, 16 Candles. This is a very cliche high school movie. Oh, it's on my list, on my um, list. It's done by John Hughes, also did Breakfast Club and Ferris Bigger's Day Off, um, kind of the king of all high school movies, teenage movies. This one's, you know, it's very cliche, but it's like you still kind of fall in love with the characters and you kind of, you feel for them. Uh, starring Molly Ringwald, she plays the main character, Samantha. Um, you know, I won't give away if anybody wants to watch it, but, you know, she's a 16-year-old. It's her birthday. She's kind of going through some things. Obviously, there's a boy in her life that she's thinking about. Um, so I think it's just a combination of going through high school and, you know, it only takes place in two days. So you kind of see this quick transformation of her and her fellow relationships with others. I forgot to tell you, but I did watch Breakfast Club last how'd weekend. You, how'd you think of that? that? Was a great. Another good one. Um, it did. I don't know if it got boring at parts. I, I did like the whole concept of it being like one day and how just how kind of like crazy the concept was of just detention in a library, by the way, probably the nicest library of all time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, I mean, <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see how like it gets boring because it's in the same set pretty much the whole time, except for them going through the hallway that, that one time or so. So, it, I mean, or it's when, uh, Oh, what's the, what's the bad guy's name? Bender, um, John Bender. Bender. Yeah. Bender. When he's like, uh, when the, okay. Who's the, who's like the teacher that's there. That's really funny. Oh, I can't think of I can't think of the teacher's name. I don't know his name, but he's like scolding him, and he's like, "Punch me, punch me, Bender," and he's in that closet. That's another one where they're not in the library. But besides that, yeah. But I, what's your favorite scene from that one? Um, I think uh, what I talked about earlier that one time that that lo- those last twenty minutes, right when, when they're, they're all sitting, sitting around in the, in the on the top yeah. end of the library. Yeah. Oh, the the and teacher confessed. And they all confess each other's problems and stuff. Yeah, the yeah, teacher was uh was, was mine too. Was Mr. Vernon, Richard Vernon. Okay, gotcha. No, but um, no, yeah, that yeah, that, that's that a great a movie. One. I probably yeah, that's in my that's in my top ten, I'd say for me at least. And and two of those actors, the the nerd, I can't think of his name in the Breakfast Club. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Brian in the Breakfast Club. He's so, a very famous actor. Yeah, so Brian, Brian and Claire. No, his name's Anthony and Michael Hall. So Anthony and Michael yes, Hall yes. and Molly Ringwald, they are both in 16 Candles as well. So they did that the year before they did Breakfast Club together, which is kind of gotcha. funny to see. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Andrew, was it two days ago or so where they went to court and – or was the Supreme Court? And they lifted the – Supreme Court overruled it, yeah. Yeah, for the stay-at-home order that Tony Evers made. It's not like 100% everything's lifted, but some things have been been starting to reopen a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts about it and kind of what are the, the general reaction of the kind of the community as well? Well, obviously it's been like a huge mixed bag of things and how – it's kind of separated, you know, people are on very different sides about what they should do depending on your situation. I'm happy about the lift of the order. Um, I think it's important that because eventually we're all going to have to go back. And as Americans, like we take risks, like 
we wouldn't have this country if we didn't take a risk going against the British. What if, you know, the Sons of Liberty, the Daughters of Liberty, they fought for their freedom. They risked treason. That's the founding principles of America. And and then we built that Bill of Rights. And I think in the Bill of Rights, we should have the freedom to move. And if you look at, you know, uh, a lot of the science indicates that we just need to keep our immune system strong, stay healthy. I think uh, for the whole, obviously it's different in different states, but in Wisconsin where it's really not that bad, um, I think it's better for everyone's mental health and obviously the economy if we get back, uh, if we get back to somewhat normal. And I think it's, we're just going to have to accept the fact that this um, virus is going to be around for a couple of years. It's not going to go away. So uh, I don't think we'll be able to eliminate it if we stay in for three months and there's not going to be a cure. There's, there just isn't going to be a cure for at least another year. And even if they come up with a vaccine, it'll probably only work for 50% of people. So uh, I think it's best if we do get back to normal. So I was happy about it. Obviously, it's still not back to normal, but that's my take on it. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. I mean, I just am not enjoying how everybody's I'm not trying to do it, how to tell people how to live your life, whether it's staying inside or you want to go outside, just kind of do your own thing. And, you know, I'm looking at a quote in my room right now that I have, and it says, the most dangerous thing you can do in life is play it safe. And that's what I think a lot of people are doing right now. They're they're playing it safe. And I'm going to respect that. You go, you stay in your house well, like, if, if you, you want if to. You don't, if you feel like you're at risk, like, then just stay inside. Yeah, I, and, I've got no problem with that. And you don't need to come at me and say, you know, Jack, you should stay inside. It's like, well, you can't tell me how to live my life. And I'm not going to tell you how to live yours. If you want to stay inside, you can stay inside. It's a matter of the fact. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's like, it's like, okay, you're telling me to to stay inside and stop spreading the virus. But it's like, you're already inside. You're safe. Don't worry about anybody else. Just, just do you. And that's what just con- makes me upset because everybody's trying to change the world right now. Like, you're not going to change the world, you know. Like that's unless you come up with the vaccine. Yeah, there's there's a select people who <laughs> who are changing the world right now, and there are the smart people. We're going to leave it to them to work on to work on that. But uh, that's all I, I have still. To say. Have to, I it would still be interesting to see that video. I I remember this. It was like the that Sunday, the week everything closed, and you said, "I'd like to see the video of that person that comes up with the vaccine." And then just see that documentation. That'd be cool. Yeah. What, what if they're like, uh, like they like they hoard, they hoard it, and they're like, I want like three hundred billion dollars or something like that, like some crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> like, think. I, mean, I, I don't think, think they would. Happen. But what if it's like an evil scientist doing that or something? But uh, who knows? And that's gonna be it today for the Bay Brothers podcast. Once again, you can email us at baybrothers2018 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at baybrothers1 and at andrewhall underscore 2 and at DC Jack. But for now, we're going to close you with Crown by Chica, and we will see you next time. Listen, I'm going to make it in the rain or shine. All about my money, don't waste my time. Ain't nobody going to bring me Okay, this is 
for the kids with depression The ones whose parental expectations got them stressing The ones who would rather persevere Bust their ass trying to make it Cause they ain't really living in the present They out here grinding, seeking perfect timing Tuning out the useless voices that discourage rhyming Get a real job, I don't argue with my destiny And if my choices don't affect you, why you testing me? And as of late, I've been asking God why he blessing me I could cry enough tears to feel the Chesapeake Hold it together, girl, you deserve the world And if no one else will say it, then I spit it to the mic in the studio when I lay and I play it when you discourage I know chasing the impossible takes some courage And I can promise at the end of your journey When it's all said and done Won't nothing feel much better than hearing my nigga you won Hey, I'ma make it in the rain or shine All about my money, don't wait 